All right, you ready? Yep. As ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to count us down. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Sports with Family. I'm your host, Russell Fugit, here with my dad, Gene Fugit. Together, we have Fugit Squared. Hey, Dad, how you doing this week? Oh, man, we're just doing great. Uh, this is such a wonderful time of the year, especially uh, sports, because we got every major sport happening that I can think of, like this, except lacrosse. I don't know if that's major, but... I mean, we got people playing soccer, we got people playing ice hockey, and uh, I saw a game the other night with the Rangers got a brother on the team. I can't believe it. I mean, they got, they got black people playing in hockey, and uh, I think that's just great. I mean, I just think you can just do whatever you want now in this world, and uh, sports is just a great opportunity to uh, learn how other people are, learn how to get along with other people, learn how to work with other people, and... Uh, Learn a lot about yourself. That that's uh, uniquely American, especially football. But uh, there are other sports in the world. But you know, uh, football is uniquely American. And along with football, I mean, football has had a lot of news this week, both good and bad. And and we have to talk about the bad first of all. I want to send out. Uh, Uh, our thoughts for uh, the family of Elijah Gordon, who was a 17-year-old high school football player playing for uh, Mervo High School in Baltimore, Maryland last week. He runs back a 78-yard touchdown, and then later in the game, he catches a ball in the end zone and then uh, didn't move. And they took him to the sideline where he laid for 45 minutes before an ambulance took him to the hospital where he later passed away. Football is dangerous, and I hope that every high school has a trainer and an ambulance at the game because this can happen, and it's not like it's a million deaths a year. I mean, you know, one study found that there are only an average of four to eight a year uh, in high school football, but that's still four to eight families who sent their kids out to a game and they never came home. So always look that coach in the eye, parents. Uh, you're handing over uh, your kid to the coach's responsibility. Hopefully the coach has been trained to teach proper techniques so your son won't get hurt playing football. But football is a game where you do get injured and uh, hopefully not fatally. So I just want to remind people that there are a whole lot of sports out there and flag football is a lot of fun and it's co-ed. So our thoughts to the Gordon family uh, of Baltimore, Maryland, and to all those families who have uh, athletes who have suffered and are injured and wondered whether their athletic career will continue. And you must remind them that it's just like the game they were playing, that they can't win every game. And if they lost, they have to look forward to the next game and if you can't play ball anymore, you have to look forward to the next challenge because life is a series of challenges just like every down in football. And you just have to think that way. And we have to get our kids to think that way so that they can compete both on and off the field and be healthy uh, physically and mentally on and off the field. So that's my uh, thoughts leading off today want to also remind everybody we're still urging you to consider Abner Haynes for the Hall of Fame 
you can go to the website Haynes to the Hall of Fame.com or just Wikipedia the man. I mean, I don't know why a league that is so sensitive to racial justice won't honor a man who's been a leader in racial justice, who put down racist thing. He worked for the Zale Corporation, one of the first corporations to give credit to African Americans in the South. And he went in to New Orleans in a riot. And they were trying to tear down places after Martin Luther King got killed. And he stood in front of that Zale store and they, they did not tear that store down because they were getting credit at that store. You know, my mom says that if it wasn't for the gas and electric company, we wouldn't have had appliances because African-Americans couldn't even get credit. Couldn't get credit, Russ, when I was little. So things are changing, not fast enough for some of us, but we see that sports, what they call the microcosm of society, certainly hit the front pages this week when uh, an NFL coach making over $10 million a year had to resign for the person that he's been all his life. And how many people like that are in the closet making decisions about people's futures and careers and making poor decisions about their future and careers based on their sex, their age, their religion, the way they look? That's un-American. It's un-American. And if anybody's sitting around and hears one of those jokes, you got to say something. You just can't let this stuff go on and, and nod and it's okay. Because a lot of times as African-Americans, we're in situations and stuff like that goes on and you're afraid to say something. But I think people are waking up and more and more people are saying things. I know I've always said stuff and probably got in trouble. But you're not going to make a joke around me. How about you, Russ? People making jokes around you? No, I don't, I don't take things too, Does, does your like generation that. doing that? Because I think maybe that's just my generation. That there's this old people who grew up in old-fashioned ways and can remember when everything was all white. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I think it's certainly changing. I even you know, observe people who are younger than me definitely are, are, are even more so less tolerant of, of uh, ignorance and bigotry in our uh, dialogue and our private discourse and our public discourse. And so, um, you know, this week has certainly uh, been a lesson for, uh, for all of us. And, and, you know, you can say it was 10 years ago or whatever, but um, obviously when you, you know, have one stake is one thing, but when you have a whole uh, uh, history, uh, documented history of, 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 of bigotry um, and of ignorance and racism in, in your actions and your, in your words, in this case, in your words, um, but you have to wonder about the actions that have happened, <laughs> um, then, then you're going to be held accountable. And so, but is your generation um, learning about this stuff? Like, we all know well, what happened. All you know learning. what we it's, went through. We're, well, we we didn't experience it, but we're all we're all at various points, and we're all we're all learning. And I know in the last twenty months, we have all learned so much about uh, this world and about society. And and you know, for a long, for a period of time, we didn't have sports to to you know bring these conversations forth or to have a a, a welcome distraction. Um, but, you know, glad we do have, you know, full sports slate. And, you know, part of the sports has been such an important vehicle, as you know, and as you've experienced that, um, to uh, you know, move uh, the conversation forward in this country and around the world, right? The Olympic movement um, and then, you know, sports and, 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 of course, the legacy of Abner Haynes being a big part of that in professional football. So um, this is just another step in, in, in what I hope is the right direction. And, and obviously there's still, it seems to be more information yet to come forward, and there's still much more work certainly to be done across the board. Well, you know what your grandmother says. We're lucky because smart people can still learn. 
And I remember when Colin Kaepernick kneeled down and got got run out of the league. Right. He got he was a Super Bowl quarterback. Right. Run out of the league. And now it's okay if they kneel down. And how long ago was that? So change, you know, is coming, I guess. I mean, it's rolling down the mountain, but it just don't roll fast enough uh, for some of us. And there have been some uh, interesting documentaries now coming out about what Colin had to suffer because all of the people who speak up, they end up suffering. And that's what's happening to Abner Haynes, who belongs in the Hall of Fame. And because he spoke up when he was on the team, he spoke up as one of the first black agents. He spoke up as a business leader. He spoke up as a community leader. And you would think that they would praise him and he would be one of the first people you want in the Hall of Fame, let alone his football statistics. But he's the kind of person. See, it's not just your statistics. What do you like off the field? See, the field can't be everything. The court can't be everything. Even though the coach is going to try to make it that, it is not. And what do you have when that's not there? And you know what you have, Russ? Fantasy. You got fantasy (laughs) football. What's happening this week in fantasy football? Sports with Family is brought to you by Joomla Network, a consultancy and knowledge network focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Whether it's an assessment audit, training and education, a risk-based analysis, or a more unique opportunity, our network partners have a solution. Joomla is a Swahili for whole, and it's time for your team to come together. Let us be your guide. Join us at joomlanetwork.com to find out more. Now, back to Sports with Family. Well, you know, well, that's 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 an amazing lead and only a lead and only that you could certainly achieve and pull pull off. And, you know, we've been we were undefeated heading into heading into Monday Night Football. We were going to be five and oh. Oh, man. But Mark, I don't like that going to be. Well, (laughs) Mark Andrews happened. Uh, Well, tight end. And I know you love your tight end. Um, uh, You know, I think 47 fantasy points, you know, two touchdowns, two two point versions and a yards later and all of a sudden I went from you know head coasting to a victory to to taking a loss on Monday night in that incredible oh. Baltimore Ravens comeback and so that's how you know fancy football goes you have unexpected well I just said you can't win them all so you, you cannot win them all that. you can't because you win because you do win most of them I do win I do and at least in one league it's very well documented that I am you know uh, you've been doing it with your you're a nephew's league for 20 years, and I am the all-time wins leader, and I think I'm all-time, you know, titles and all-time everything. In so how about league. a couple so, of tips for this week? We're, what, about a quarter into the season now. Well, see, this, week's in, this, well, this week's important because it's the first week of buys. We have four teams who are not playing this week, and so that's where you really have to be managing the bottom of your roster to make sure you have people on your bench and you can get into your lineup for your players that are on buy. And, of course, you have injuries. And so, um, you know, there's, there's shifting things in terms of quarterbacks, you know, San Francisco and Seattle uh, being top of mind, of course, the Giants, you know, there's a lot of quarterback situations are fluid. So you really just have to be on top of managing uh, your team and, and, and making sure you have at least a competent lineup 
to go into the weekend because anything uh, can and will happen, as I, I just described, happened. Uh, yeah, well, tell me this, Monday. Russell. Uh, this is Gene Fugit Jr., and, and I'm here with number one son, uh, uh, Jay Russell Fugit, uh, Fugit Squared on Sports with Family podcast that can be found wherever you get your uh, uh, favorite podcast. And we're talking about the uh, fantasy football, in which I'm not uh, an expert, but Russell appears to be. <laughs> so, Russ, <laughs> how much when you had your preseason ratings, you know, who's your top tight end, who's your top running back, how much has that changed as a result of either performance or injuries as we're, like I said, about a quarter way in? Well, I think it's changed quite a bit. I mean, you see, you know, people had varying the, the opinions on a player, uh, Saquon Barkley, for instance, but most people thought he was going to return to like his rookie year form coming off the injury and just, you know, hasn't been the case. Unfortunately, he's, you know, got hurt again last week. Yeah, that um, so cost some money, by the way, but go yeah. ahead. No, so you see, you know, you see there's certainly movement. And then, you know, again, with Christian McCaffrey is still dominant, but he's been hurt the last couple of weeks. So um, I think people have been uh, surprised by like, you know, Kyler Murray and Taylor Heineke at the quarterback position. Um, and then you see George Kittle, not be as involved on the tight end position as a big one of the big three tight ends everybody wanted, not be as involved. And of course, now he's hurt again for the next few weeks. But even when he was playing, he wasn't getting the kind of looks that he got um, a couple years ago before he you know, was injured most of the last year, I believe. So again, it's, it's, it's changing. Um, it's, you know, you have to really be aware of who your coaches are, um, who, what the other complementary players are on a given team and how that impacts the volume and the number of chances that a player is going to have to touch the ball and make something happen and get some points. So um, it's, it's you know, definitely changing. I'm, I'm still curious to see how it, even adding that one game, uh, because basically you added one game to the fantasy football season, how that uh, impacts um, you know, championships. And so check back in as we get into November and December to see how that extra game in the regular season and, and you know, impacts um, you know, how things play out. I'm, I'm still looking forward to seeing what, what the implications are, if any, on fantasy football. Well, the NFL's grand experiment, which I'm certainly not in favor of, I think it's way too many games. I don't know why you had to bring that part up. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, how many games can a body take? And you see that a lot of people going out for three games with the injury reserve, they changed that. But uh, I uh, was, was thinking about this is the time of year that people should focus more on college and high school football. Now, high school football, you know, usually comes to an end around Thanksgiving. So, in your local areas, support your local teams and uh, support your families and enjoy it because it goes real fast. I'll be playing basketball before you know it. Now, Mm -hmm. I was really excited that on ESPN, on one of their channels, maybe ESPNU, they had Morgan University and Howard University playing football. I I was so happy. The only thing is they didn't show the halftime because I want to see the bands. Because, I mean, they're really missing it when they put the uh, HBCU historically black colleges on. I mean, the bands sometimes play better than the teams. <laughs> That's not fair. But the bands are good, though, Russ. The bands are amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's so, when I first media. went to Texas, they had a thing called the Battle of the Bands. And I'm from Baltimore on the East Coast. I'd never heard of Battle of the Bands. Man, they had Grambling, Prairie View. I mean, it was unbelievable. And they go out in the stadium, and all they have is the bands. There's no game being played. And the stadium was full of people. And they were sitting in fraternity and sorority sections. Oh, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. And people Mm -hmm. from different schools would get with their sorority brothers and sisters. That made it interesting. So 
so it was a big frat sorority event, and then the bands came out, and boy, it was a battle. And they'd be playing like regular uh, songs and dancing the whole time with the instruments. And people have not been exposed to that, like a lot of things in America, that is unique. And that is unique in America because uh, John Philip Sousa marching band. I mean, I don't, you know, Europe's still trying to figure out. Although they do a pretty good job in France on uh, Bastille Day, so. But anyway, they need to continue to show all of these little schools we never heard of. Uh, every college team that plays in America should have a chance one time in their life to to be on national TV with with so many uh, uh, streaming. And I just think it's it, it's time and, and it's good. So. College uh, football was interesting because uh, Alabama lost mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of the top teams. And mm-hmm. I've been wearing my Georgia stuff all week because uh, <laughs> this might finally be, be the year for, for sports and family. You know, we got family that work at the University of Georgia Athletic Department. So we have to be uh, with the Stemmons. <laughs> you're, you're, you're jumping on that bulldog bandwagon all the way. The well, game. well I, mean, I just love that I, I just saw they before they played Auburn, they were showing clips of the earlier games. And there was one game where Auburn got either intercepted or something and ran all into the end zone and went up and teased Ugga and Ugga the dog bit him. Oh yeah, bit him. Yeah, well. <laughs> like that. I thought that was I thought that, that was that was great. I'm sure Uncle Johnny would tell you you can't be teasing, you can't tease Ugga. Yeah, because so you know, if, if you look at college football and then you look at their mascots, I mean, you know, the Boomer Sooner has got to be the, the one, although they, that did turn over one time. That did a couple years And then ago. you got Bevo <laughs> in Texas with the longest uh, horns I ever saw in my life. I yeah. mean, everybody seemed to have some. And then Texas A&M got a collie. What the heck? Some military, thing on there. they got a collie? Well, I don't know. I know what, what, what I don't know what an ag. What's an Aggie? Yeah, got a cop. The little agricultural, dog. yes, right. It's, it's short for agricultural, yeah. but, but what kind also, of animal? There's no mascot. You know, but it's, it's also mascot. become a pejorative term, you know, when people from other schools call you an Aggie if you went there, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so anyway, I mean, college is going to. I wouldn't count Alabama out. Though. I wouldn't count. I mean, this, you know, Alabama still first place in the West is going to be an SEC championship game, and so we'll. That Alabama Georgia game, whenever that ha- if that's an SEC game, I don't know if there's a regular season matchup is going to be the game to watch. Well, all I'll say is Georgia's undefeated and uh, two losses, you can't go to the dance. Right, right. Yeah, there is no Georgia Alabama regular season matchup. So yeah, so, we'll so two losses, yeah. you can't go to the dance. Right. So right now, the way the dance is looking is it's going to be Georgia and uh, maybe two teams from the uh, uh, Big Ten and a team from the. Uh, uh, Twelve. Yeah, see, but, two but, teams but in the what, Big Ten. What are you going to do with with Cincinnati? Good question. They got to be in, right? If they go undefeated. Well, if they go undefeated, I, I think they got to be in. Yeah, they got to be, especially in, right? with them beating Notre Dame at Notre Dame. And they're number three right winning, now. But for those people who are starting to learn how to sports bet, they're covering too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even and, more and, impressive. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean, their 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 toughest game left is at home against what currently number twenty three ranked SMU on November twentieth. Everybody else, they're going to be favored, and so you look at Cincinnati certainly um, could run the table in the American and and be sitting there undefeated. I mean, that, that looks well, like where it's heading. If if that happens, that will force finally 
to break the thing open. I mean, this four-team thing, I don't know whose idea that was. I mean, how many basketball teams get in the tournament? 68. Now, I know you can't do that many with football, but you can do no. more than four. As long as they're playing 16 games, why don't you cut it back to 10 games and then have a playoff? They don't need to be playing that many games. Well, it's too much. They're giving up too much money. You know that. Come on. Yeah, but look how much money you would make if those last games meant something as opposed to Rice playing Temple. I mean, (laughs) not that that wouldn't be a good game. That wouldn't be a good game. Well, we'll see. I know they're talking about, what, a 16 team, which I think is too many. Or 12. Was it 12 or 16? 12. See, what we're going to find out, Russ, is that there are limits. (laughs) There are limits to everything. And you push, you push, you push, and it's going to break. 17-game season? I don't know. Baseball now where you got crazy playoffs. How can you have two teams that won 100 games have a one-game thing? I I mean, it don't make sense. Well, the five game series. Five games, but still, yeah, yeah, Giants. And, it, but, it, but not, been, but not being a one game playoff. You had a team with a hundred wins in a one game playoff. Well, it's a one game playoff tonight, that's for sure. So, but I'm, yeah, but even before that, I mean, at least yeah. this was a like you said, a five game series. But how can you win a hundred games and be eliminated on a one game playoff? Right. So baseball has, we know, other issues, but that's another issue. That baseball has. Now, I know many of us have been trapped in during the pandemic and are ready to get out and travel. Well, I want to encourage you to check out Axios Luxury Travel, a full service travel concierge company. They create unique experiences tailored for the modern travel, providing much more than you're going to find on Google. Let me tell you. They've traveled the world and have handpicked luxury hotel collections and experiences to recommend to you with confidence. Why? Because they've lived it. They've experienced it. So whether you're a solo traveler, a romantic couple, family, or have a large group or a corporate gathering, let Access Travel be your travel concierge partner. Find out more and contact them at Axius Travel. That's A-X-E-U-S travel.com. Now back to Sports with Family. So, what do you think about Kyrie, man? Is Kyrie going to get a shot? <laughs> get a shot or, or take a shot? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, is he going to get a shot? <laughs> Come on, well, I mean, what's up? I mean, is, is he, he going to get inoculated? I don't. I don't know. I mean, what the season starts in, in five days, right? I don't. I don't. I think he's going. He seems like he wants to have the point he wants to make for better or for well, worse, and he's well, going to make well, it. They said either he. Uh, the last I heard. As of this recording, they said either get a shot or go home, didn't they? Well, they they said that he's not going to be participating in any team activities until he gets uh, passes. What full? What's the difference in that protocol? Thing, get a shot or go home. Listen to you. Rephrase. Basically, yeah. Well, yeah, well no, I'm, I'm rephrasing it in the in the PR. No, they made a stand. The they said, look, the look, yeah. look, Kyrie, we we done sick of you. You done been running around here. You you're doing one on one practice by yourself. I mean. Look, you don't have a State Farm commercial. Okay, you're not deep, Paul. You know, we didn't win last year. I'm not sure if you come back, we're going to win. And I'm paying you a lot of money. And all we get is negative publicity for it. It just gives Brooklyn a bad name. Where's Brooklyn at? Where's Brooklyn Brooklyn at? at? I'm I'm just I'm, I'm I'm challenged across the board with people you know that that are, that um, don't like mandates. We have so many as a society. We have so many things that, for lack of a better term, are mandated. 
and just um, for everyone to want to um, yeah, dig in their heels at, the at this point. The rule of law. It's called law, rules, and regulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm yeah, working we... on my book now. You know where I first learned about that? At, at GW Law School? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Little, League ba- Little League Baseball. Oh. Basketball didn't have a rule book. Football didn't have a rule book. But baseball had a book that the umpire would pull out and say, section, whatever. And they would find ways to disqualify you with the rules. I learned very early how that the system could work against you. So when they talk about this, uh, the system uh, having uh, being discriminatory. Yeah, I learned that. I had to carry my birth certificate around when I was 11 because nobody believed I was 11. I know I you told were big. everybody I was big when I was little. Well, you were big when you were little. Yeah, I knew where this was going. I knew you knew where that was going. Okay. Yeah, We've heard it before, but everybody <laughs> else has. I mean, well, hopefully we're getting some new listeners. And uh, so the stories you've heard 30 times, it'll be a first time for them. There you go. It's first time for somebody. And sometimes for me on this very podcast, it's the first time. So I'm rooting for the Dodgers because Reggie got a picture with the manager. And and my grandson likes Mookie. He does. I never I never seen that picture. Yeah, we we definitely like Mookie. We like Mookie. Oh yeah, yeah. Reggie's yeah. got a picture with Dave. I mean, I don't know how Reggie oh, okay. gets to know all these people, but your brother, oh, wow. man, yeah, he got see. a picture with the manager of the Dodgers. Yeah. And two years ago, August was saying that Mookie Betts, after his dad, of course, was uh, the best player course. in the game. Oh, uh, okay. Well, and he sure showed last night, or two nights ago, or, or in Game Four. Game four, yeah, it was two nights ago. Game four, yeah. So and, we're recording uh, this before, so uh, before game five, which is yeah. now is a one game playoff between two hundred win teams. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens, and and that'll give us something to talk about uh, next week. So uh, hockey, I, I mentioned that that they got yeah. Oh, congrats now. to Ovechkin. Yeah, well, Ovechkin, they couldn't stop Ovechkin from getting his on the fifth on the scoring list, and and the Capitals getting a season opening win. Uh, by the way, I had to. Oh, yeah. by the way, Russ, why don't you why don't you tell everybody about your your podcast? Well, and I you know, I thought about making that audio available here on this channel, but you can go over to my podcast leadership. Yeah, but make it available here. But go ahead, okay. yeah, tell and, yeah. No, no, I I, I uh, did an episode uh, in dedication to the 20th anniversary of ESPN's Pardon the Interruption, uh, better known as PTI, uh, and that show, of course, is comes on at 5:30 p.m. here on the East Coast, and is a half an hour sports talk rapid fire show featuring former Washington Post columnist uh, Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon. And, and it's just so fascinating how, of course, your life, dad, and my life, in part because of uh, you know what you did has intersect so richly and interestingly uh, with both Tony and Mike. And I've had the chance to meet with both of them. And as I said on the podcast, dare I say, I had the chance to actually work with Tony Kornheiser as an intern for two months. And so I had a chance to watch him work and learn a lot. And so it's just been such an interesting journey. I dropped in interesting audio clips um, to kind of help tell the story that we have, including. No, it's uh, a great I, listen. If so, you haven't heard this, yeah. you, this his yeah. is much better than ours. I'll just put it. <laughs> well, leadership, legacy, and love, wherever you get your podcast, Russell Fugit. It'll come Say right. it more slowly. Say it again slowly, Russell. Leadership. Legacy and love. It's the Russell Fugit podcast. Wherever you get your pods, check it out. And um, we drop a new episode every two weeks, cover a broad range of topics. But this one certainly had a very sports relevant bent on my most recent episode. So thanks for the pleasure. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is Sports with Family. I'm Gene Fuga Jr. Used to be Gene the Dream when I was uh, playing ball about 50 years ago. And with number one son, Jay Russell Fugit stands for Joseph Russell Fugit. And he's named after my grandfather. My father's father, Joseph Russell Fugit, was the uh, uh, son of a former slave who graduated from Cornell and made milk at Tuskegee University teaching agriculture, working with Booker T. Washington. And when Dr. Carver uh, went away, he was the only one that could water the plants. There for about four or five years, he later migrated to Westchester, Pennsylvania, where he was an elementary school principal for over 40 years. And today, the middle school in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and a park is named after my grandfather and Russell's namesake, Joseph Russell Fugit. And this past week, October 13th, was the anniversary of the proclamation in Westchester, Pennsylvania of Joseph R. Fugit Day. And we certainly want to commemorate and honor our history and our ancestors. And we're proud to be Fugits today. Indeed, indeed, we are. So every day, well, actually. <laughs> well, indeed, every day. I'm definitely uh, honored to be named Joseph Russell Fugit in honor of my my uh, great grandfather and, and to carry on uh, that legacy. And so, I actually got the contact information of the principal and hope to get up there and, and carry on the legacy of staying connected to the students and the young people um, at Joseph R. Fugit Middle up in Westchester, PA, just up the road here from where I am in Maryland. Yeah, because so, people have to know, Russ, can you imagine that I grew up and had no idea that my grandfather worked with Booker T. Washington, mm-hmm. that he knew him, that he was there with him every day? I mean, I, I, you know, and it's my family and I didn't know. So just think about the work that we have to do to tell it. We got to tell about Abner Haynes and we got to get people to listen to the history, the wonderful history that you told uh, on, give us the title again. Leadership. Leadership. Legacy and love. Legacy right. and love. Okay, everybody go. got that. That that's your, that's your mission for this week, to, to right. go and double up on Fugit Squared and, and go listen to Russell. And you're going to be really talking about it after you do. So thanks for uh, tuning in. I think that's all I had on my list. I didn't want to really talk about the Oakland Raiders situation too much because everybody's no. talked about it and it's horrible and, and it's America. It is America, Jack, as my mentor and professor, the late great uh, Jerry G. Watts would say, it's America, Jack. So um, we're going to right. keep it moving and, and we'll so see where this goes. Yeah. We're not surprised, but we are disappointed. Yeah, we're going to miss you this weekend, Dad. You know, Washington football team alumni weekend. Just the news just broke. We're honoring Sean Taylor. Wish you could be here. Wish we could be there. But um, I know we'll be watching and be there uh, in in spirit, so to speak. Yep, yep. We'll be there in spirit. Yeah, this is the Redskins reunion. And uh, hopefully they'll uh, surprise Kansas City. This is being recorded uh, prior to the Kansas City Chief. uh, And then real quick, I've got to shout out. I think Howard University twenty seven, Morgan State zero. Apparently in the in the Beltway HBCU battle uh, football field. Um, so just the me in MEAC action, just to give you that update. And I think Jackson State is still in first place in the SWAC. Oh, Jackson State, and that's in Mississippi. Believe, yeah, that's in Mississippi. Yeah. So anyway, just want to give you that HBCU football update. Want to get that in before we roll out here. 
on Puget Square Sports for the Family. But all right, we're trying to cover the the planet. We're trying to cover it all. Trying to cover it all. So I'm Russell Fugit here with my dad, Gene Fugit. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And we will be back in this space again next week. I hope all your teams win. Be safe. Wear a mask. And we'll see you next week. All right.